Today on the Rundown South Podcast, I got the homie and journalist Keith Nelson Jr. coming on to help me discuss the new Hit Boy produced Nas album, King Disease. Oh, yes. We look into what brought both of them to this moment. We comb through the album and we make a definite determination whether or not this is a celebration for hip hop fans over 30, which you know it is. At the end of the pod, we look into that new Pharrell and Jay-Z song, Entrepreneur, which has had some mixed reviews. But what ends up happening is we end up discussing Jay-Z's current place in hip-hop in his current evolution. And that kind of puts him in his place. So, if you like music, this episode is for you. Now cue the music. Break time is over. It's CL. Y'all know what time. Uh. Them other guys ain't got no style. We know what's up before we go there. This is the run down. This is the run down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you ain't know the deal, you know it. Hey, what's happening? What up, though? What it do, folks? It's your homie, CL, and we are back live right here on the Rundown South Podcast. Gotta know that. And I'd like to thank you for joining me. However you're joining me, I do appreciate it. And I mean for real, though. I do appreciate it because you literally could be doing anything else right now, but you got this in your ears. So that's really dope. And you a real one. And hopefully you came through from therundown.com if it was not your podcast catcher. Either way, shout out to you. And of course, we are available all over the place. Spotify, Apple, Google, Stitcher. I mean, even old school RSS. We all in them guys. You know, matter of fact, you can even get us on WordPress.com. I still have my podcast going through there. Shout out to all the bloggers still on WordPress.com. That was a mistake when I started, but... Nonetheless, we are here to talk about Nas, and I brought the homie Keith Nelson Jr. from a conversation that we had before, and I decided to, you know what, we covered enough ground that that conversation needed its own podcast. So we are going to get to that in a moment, but first I wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping, make an announcement, and give some shout outs. So first, let's start with the shout outs. First and foremost, shout out to all podcasters out there pushing the culture forward, making sure that podcasting is the biggest deal that it could possibly be every single day. We are growing in numbers and we're taking this more serious and everyone is starting to take notice. So shout out to all of you. But I want to give a shout out to some podcasters individually. So before I get into the actual shout outs, let me tell you why I need to give these individual shout outs. So by the time it gets to September 4th, which is a Friday of this week, I will have ended up on four different podcasts within the last seven days. It's not a record, but it's kind of cool. Not going to lie. 
including this one. And depending on what happens at Bar Talk with Jay, I might have a contributing part on there as well. So you could say five. But I love the fact that I am able to spread my voice in all these different corners of the internet and really allow my podcast juice to really get rolling again. And I want to start by announcing that I am part of the Madcap Movie Review Podcast, uh, where we will be taking on some of the uh, favorite movies of the past, TV shows of the past, and dissecting them. Now, that podcast is headed up by the homie, Sean Simmons, uh, and he has a real affection for film from everything that we've done so far. So he's the absolute best person to be rolling that out. It is co-hosted by me, Derek Pfeiffer, and Sherelle Courtney. So look out for that feed. And I'm actually going to put episode zero in the Rundown South feed so y'all can get a preview of what that's going to be about. Um, But check out that. It should be already on Spotify, and we're working on getting everywhere else. Uh, Episode one, we review Mo Money, uh, the classic fit film with uh damon waynes had a fun time breaking that guy down definitely um over the weekend i also joined ben sutter the third on his bs3 radio show and we got it in about the nba bubble and some of the reverberations of the nba well not boycott it was more of a strike uh we you have used a few different terms to describe what happened with the nba players sitting out but of course we discussed that uh with keith uh before the weekend as well so it was fun to have somewhere else to talk and have a few different opinions on what i was saying uh so shout out to him having me on his show and then it's kind of a surprise uh a new friend of the show cn sloan did the home and home with me uh she came on to run down south a few weeks ago and i also appeared on her working overtime podcast where we talked a lot about mindset, manifestation, and how to really affirm things that you want out of life. A really powerful subject and something that I had a great time discussing. So I needed to give all of those people a big shout out because with all of these podcasts coming out with my voice, it gives me a lot of juice to keep the rundown going and figuring out exactly what I'm going to do with this next so I need that juice. I really do. And I appreciate everything that um, everyone has done for me so far, because some of you know, if you listen to the podcast before, or even see me on social media, I am expecting twin girls. Yay. And there's really no telling when they're actually going to be born. The due date was in December, but, you know, kind of like the Kevin Hart joke. The way my twins are set up, they need to be monitored all the time. Uh, I have a hard time explaining exactly how they're set up. So if you want more information on the twins and how they're set up, just Google Momo twins. That's M is in Mary. O M is in Mary. O Momo twins. And you'll see exactly what it's about. I do have a baby registry if you're interested. Uh, But nonetheless, I'm away from my main computer. I have a little satellite office set up in the hospital room. 
And of course, the hospital has the top five slowest Wi-Fi of all time. And I'm getting to the point where I'm ready to pay off an IT guy to provision me a static IP to my MAC address and increase my bandwidth somewhere. I know I just got a little nerdy, but it's it's driving me nuts trying to do anything productive in the hospital sometimes, even though I'm working completely in the cloud, doing everything I can to just give my laptop a break. It's it's just not happening. Um, but man, I'm really juiced up and inspired to keep pushing uh, because of all of these opportunities that keep coming to me. So I appreciate what you guys are giving me in energy. And so I'm going to replicate that by making sure that I'm I'm going to keep bringing it, you know, one way or another. Um, so listen to all three of those podcasts. I'm going to leave some links uh, in the show notes. Uh, that's pretty much it for now. It's like there's a whole bunch of other things I want to talk about and announce, but another time, another place, enough of the notes. I appreciate you having some patience for me to get that off my chest. And now it is time to get into my conversation about Nas and King disease and hit boy and Dr. Dre's voice and all of the things in between with Keith Nelson Jr. Y'all enjoy. See you on the other side. I want to, I want to get you in on this Nas, man. While I got you. Cause I, I've Woo! been, been dying yeah, yes. to talk about it because it's been in the car like all week it's it's been on the playlist i i need it when i wake up ever for the last five days it has been non-stop nazir jones in my headphones that's i'm not going to lie so let me set it up now, i'm gonna set do i'm gonna do my my journalism thing and uh <laughs> so we in here and we're talking about Nas's new release uh, that came out on the 21st of August, King Disease, which mm-hmm. is produced by Hit Boy. Um, it's the follow-up album to the Nazir, which is exactly executive produced by it's Hit Boy. Executive, it's executive, executive produced. Yeah. Well, he's he has a pro- on, a producer on every song, yes. on every song. So but I don't want to, but okay, I, I know what you're saying. It, to be like, the, factually correct, the, he did not make every single beat, but. Only, only because like, the whole Kanye thing is different, because you know, because Kanye, because with Kanye, he fucked the whole shit up because he did every beat, and there was no other creative, you know, input. I think that is a good distinction because it shows why this album sounds the way it sounds. Okay, so setting it up, this this is definitely a departure, somewhat from the way that Nasir was put together, but I did think that it introduced the idea to Nas of giving someone complete control. So mm-hmm. um, if you don't know, the the King disease, uh, which if you do some, some internet research is actually gout, uh, which mm. people can get from eating a lot of red meat, seafood, red wine, and beer. So yeah. Oh, no. Yeah, you know, those rich man things. Um, and so... Nas actually talked about it during the uh, Apple Music interview, uh, which 
he basically said the king disease is a metaphor for basically anything to where once you get on top you get fed up whether it's you know hate the you know the admiration from people you know whatever it is that can that can uh, infect you and basically take over your king status and you know degrade you um and mm -hmm. I, I felt like that was a very powerful concept um the album has some great features of course my man charlie wilson uncle charlie just incredible use of his time i'm just gonna say that mm. um we got he did what needed to be done big sean don tolliver Lil dirt anderson pot brucey mm. b who i'm not familiar with uh, is it uh fivio foreign or fivio foreign uh, fivio fivio and then my homie, ASAP Ferg. And yes. a bit of a surprise, but we have the reunion of the firm. Mm. So taking that, we have Nas, a top five rapper. And then we have Hit Boy, who's kind of a like omnipresent figure of hip hop and R&B. Because we don't really have a lot of history um, as far as getting to know Hit Boy. We know some of his work. Like I said, he's always omnipresent. He's got some big names on his credit list. Beyonce, Jay-Z, of course. You know, Niggas with Paris, Bow Down. Of course, the the A side of, of uh, Sicko Mode. Uh, you know, the list goes on and on, but we never actually got a feeling of what is the thing that Hit Boy brings to you besides, you know, a, a great experience on a song basis. So for me, this is my first experience with him where he's at the controls of anything. Um, I saw that he has some things that he produced in the past, but of course, I like I said, I'm not familiar with him. Um, so... Keith, tell me, I guess you can give me some of your impressions, but before we get into that, kind of like, give me your um, your expectations when you heard that Nas was doing an album with Hit Boy. Uh, when, the, when I heard that Nas was doing an album with Hit Boy, his, actually, what I, what I, the first thing I thought, and this is interesting, this is actually, the first thing I ever thought about this, Nas top five, but I was thinking, oh, I see what's happening. My expectations were, it was going to be greatness, not just because Nas was going to be on it and it's going to be Nas and Hit Boy, but because of what I've started to see Hit Boy do. Mm. Hit Boy, like producers have this, like Alchemist was doing this. Alchemist in the, in the <laughs> end of the year was producing everything. <laughs> he had a he had a Boldy James one. He had one with uh, uh he had one with Conway. You know, I think he had, and he had one with Freddie Gibbs that was, that was people were calling album of the year contender. Like that was so, nice. And, and, that was a and nice the reason thing. why, and the reason why I mentioned that is because when the producers in that kind of zone, the sound of their, the sound of their music starts, it just gets better because they start being in a zone to actually think about putting out music and putting together projects. So when I started to see that Nas and him was working together, I'm like, okay. And I just heard that he got something going on with um, Benny the Butcher that coming out. And I think he just did, what was the other one he did? There's another one he did that Hit Boy's doing the whole project of. 
I gotta get, I'm gonna get back to you, but he's doing another project too, and it's like, oh, the, oh, 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 the Big Sean project, Detroit too. He's okay. doing that too, you know. So it's like, oh, hmm. hmm, I see. He's he he's hitting everything. He's hitting everything. The, the OG legends with Nas, the new street niggas with um, Benny the Butcher, and he's also gonna be doing the shit with the with the super with the spitter commercial dude. And Big Sean mm. with Detroit too. I, I see what you do, and that's what made me excited. Was okay. that Nas was was that Nas was not only working with another producer, game. not only was he working with another producer, but he's working with a producer that was is in a is in a zone. He's in a, he's in a zone like 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 when you when you know like yo you gotta watch this game when Kobe was scoring 40, 50, and 60, 70, or 50, 50, and 40, the, the whole stretch on like oh six, oh three, with uh, oh five, whatever. That was one of those, you just watch the games not knowing yeah. is it gonna happen. That's him. That's oh. Hitboy. Is that, yo, he, I see his name so much that he's in a zone that you, he's down to make something happen. But my also my invitation was, all right, it's going to be better than Nas. It's going to be better than Nas. You knew it was going to be better than Nas here. That, that <laughs> was not a high bar to climb whatsoever. And he said that it was rushed like in an interview, and I was like, Nas. You didn't need to explain that. We knew. We knew that shit was rushed. We we, we knew it was rushed when Tiana Taylor said that her album was rushed. We knew. We, we, we were like, like yeah, the yeah, word, yeah, Like the word "rushed" and R&B album have never gone together. Never. 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 Like what? Get you out know, of here. You R&B. That it, like they he got Nas was a victim of the Kanye of the Kanye genius machine. He like like, he like and we got. Had, man. I, like I, you know, now is this? I guess while we're talking about Kanye, is this the best version of Nas giving someone control? Mm. No, the best version of Nas you mean ever or recently? I mean, it. I guess like, is it Cause, cause like I, just period? Say, like just period? Like oh, period? His, nah, no. No, 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 because Salam, Salam Remy and him did some work on Life is Good. Okay. You know what so... I mean? Oh, was that No ID? Let me check. That might have been No ID. But he did he did Life is Good. Um, and it was like, it was one of those things where it was like he had one, not one producer, but he had a, one solid creative voice. And it wasn't, and he wasn't trying to like have all these different producers and just having beats that just rode good. He wanted to have beats that actually had like a thematic sound that worked well together because he had somebody who was like, yo, I got you. Like, right. you're you're doing too much. But like, hold up. You can go, like, go on. Oh, yeah, I, I, got, I got it right here. I'm, I'm, doing, I'm trying to find out if it was Salam, Remy. So so why, so why are you doing that? I'm, I'm going to say this because with, with Nas, I think the thing that we always talk about with him is his beat selection because always it's terrible the bars are always there mm -hmm. night in night out you know 24 8 Nas got them <laughs> bars but not a lot of jams on the albums because mm -hmm. the production didn't really have the clearest direction. Like you said, he always trying to bring in a lot of different producers and never having that 
cohesive uh, sound that he would like to, that we appreciate. Everyone would say like he would like to have, but the thing that we appreciate about great albums is that cohesiveness. Um, you know, like I, I really wish the firm would have become a thing. Yeah. Because if we were to get Nas and Dr. Dre to explore more time together, there's no telling how many classics that would have bored out. Man. You know, like just thinking about this thing, like because there's an actual firm track on this uh, album and, you know, I could have did without Foxy. You know, I'm just gonna say that right now. But I could have did. That, I, that was I could have did without the. I'm gonna I'm keep it a buck, and I didn't want to start this way. I could have. I could have did without the whole song. Like, you know, what? especially especially the unnecessary Dr. Dre. I don't know why Dre changed his voice. Can we? Can we just for a minute talk about that? Like, okay, we, we can. We can take a pause from the from the Nas discussion. No, 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 what the you fuck know, because there's definitely been some rumors because he did get very swole. You know how he got swole. What? That that there is the rumors about how he got swole that may have uh, affected his vocal range and it's. Why does it sound like? I, I don't get you know it. what? And people have said the same thing about Dave Chappelle. I'm just going to. Just put that out there. I'm oh, okay. not a journalist, oh, but oh, we've seen know, people's okay. voices change they, after they gotten swole. And that's all we're going to say. As, I don't think Dave's as dramatic as Dre. Dre literally used to be like, you know, I'm creeping and I'm creeping and I'm creeping. Oh my God, oh, by the end of that court, come on, beep it, can't beep it. Like that kind of tone, you know, you know, and I know, keep some old funky shit. Now it would be like, you know, I know it's the most funny shit. <laughs> I'm like, yo, what the fuck? Why? Every Bro, beat, I, I still don't know. Like, it don't matter the beat, the, the tone, the topic. It could be Innocent Pack had to go. He had this this song. I'm gonna get up after this. And, and Dre, for some reason, decided on Oxnard, he decided to to rap in Jamaican. What a going on? <laughs> but you, you know what though that just tells you one absolute thousand percent truth which is dr dre is just not a great rapper like is he's just not but he he has some of the best writers of all time writing his lyrics but he's not a and he great used rapper. to have but he also used to have and we can move on to the album because it's all about the Nas album but he used to have something that is also still valuable but it makes you half as good as a rapper he still had the voice. Like Snoop isn't, let's to keep it a buck, Snoop isn't the best amazing rapper now. Recently. You know, what I mean? he still could spit. And like I like don't get it twisted. Snoop, Snoop could still drop some bars on your ass. But Snoop now is more so he understood the value and the power of his voice. The yeah. motherfucker doing a corona ad now, doing a, a verse, honestly. The, the Corona <laughs> adverse is fire. It's fire it is, bro. Yo, this nigga said, oh, oh, the he said, she said, can't even follow the thread. I was like, oh, oh. 
that's just that's what I mean. Like, yeah, man. You had the voice, and, but the voice is gone. But let me, but let me ask you this, man. Okay. What's, what's your favorite song on the album? The, what's the one that really got you, bro? The one, man, it's this is so tough, but I'm going to say probably like ultra black. Oh my gosh. But at the same time, like the joint with ASAP Ferg, the, the spicy, like that shit. Not so hard. It does. It does. That might be oh my, my I, might, I might have to say spicy, bro. Like I, I love mm. I love what Ultra Black is about. But spicy just and you know, and I guess because I'm such a fur fan, so he, him like being on a Nas song is like, you just made my day. Like Yo I'm I'm I never, very happy right now. I'll never forgive hip hop for not making that fur. And DJ for Man song bigger. I'm, I'll never, I'll never forget them for, for for doing that. I'll never, cause that, cause that song was, bro. Like I play that shit every day. I still, I yo, but 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 to the album, I can see that, bro. Cause that 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 shit, man, that shit went, and, and it showed that Nas can still rock rock with the young, the Everybody, young generation, bro. Like the the whole album is that. So are, are you ready to talk about the album? Yeah, okay, let, let's that. just talk about the album because we talked about a lot of stuff around the album. So <clears throat> I guess I'm going to put in a little break right here and then we're going to come back and talk about that. All right. Placing on the track, boy. Big head on the beat. Alright man, so we are back with Keith Nelson Jr. online here on the Rundown South Podcast and we are talking about Nas's new release, King Disease. Uh, we mm-hmm. just talked about kind of the, you know, pre-history of what happened before the album. We talked about Hit Boy, uh, of course the Kanye debacle of Nasir, um, and of course like the funny thing that happened to Dr. Dre's voice that we just not going to try to figure <laughs> out right now. So, now let's actually talk about the album. So, for me, it felt like a celebration of all the mm-hmm. hip-hop heads that are 30+. plus. Like, we mm-hmm. got something that we can absolutely appreciate. Because... You like I me, mean, we embrace some of the new stuff. Like we were just talking about Ferg at the end of the last segment. Yeah. You know, he's a dude that's real solid in the new crop. Uh-huh. And it's not a lot of them, at least for me. Nah. But not it's, at all. it seemed that Nas kind of has similar tastes to us based on his feature choice on his album. So I do really appreciate him keeping up with the new wave. So give give me your like I guess your like reception of the album and like like you were saying you 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 appreciate him being on the new wave. 
So I like, I, 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 of course, as usual, man, dope ass analysis of that because it's it's kind of, it's, it's it's pretty much what I said. But I like, but also you know, Nas isn't gonna Nas isn't gonna do anything without a concept, and I feel. Like if you listen to the album, I love I love I love how the fact that it's to me it sounds like Nas like it it sounds free. It sounds like Nas isn't trying to beat you over the head with a message, but at the same time, still got something to say. It's, right. it, it doesn't sound like Nas is trying to reinvent the wheel. Like it don't sound like he's trying to do anything. To me, it just sounds like he's trying to be like, all right, let's make some rap songs. Make some, and I think sometimes artists forget that of a certain level, forget that that you reach a certain level that we want you to go backwards a little bit, not creatively, but in terms of what you. Every album doesn't need to be a huge plan. Like look at this album; he, he couldn't have a marketing plan around it. He couldn't do any kind of tour dates or anything. The only thing he could do is put the album out, and you see why the quality is the way that it is, yeah. is because he didn't focus on anything else. It sounded like, but the album, and he had hit, and on top of that, he had a young blood who respected the OGs. That's the thing. That's another reason why working with Hip Boy, and you can you can hear it. Listen to Ultra, look, listen to Ultra Black. That don't sound like some pristine niggas in Paris shit. That sound like that sounds some some old school Ultra Black. It sounds like some old school like. Like, like um, Motown shit, shit. <laughs> lo-fi, like, it, 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 it's like some far side kind of shit, like some far side, Yankee running away, it sounds like some shit like that, where it's like, it's just moving, it's groovy, and it's like, and, and you couldn't get that from a lot of guys now. You couldn't get that. But it sounded like Nas was just free and had fun. And the song that really showed it to me the most is my favorite song on the album. It's 27 Summers. I really like that summers. song as well. Bro, two, 27 Summers is a, is, is a minute and 43 seconds. When I saw that, I was so mad. I can say Damn, honestly bro, right like now. The, and I don't even realize that that song is ex- so short, bro. Like, like, I'm going to say something. I'm going to no. make a big statement. I'm going to make that a big statement right now, bro. I have never been satisfied by less than two minutes of a rap song in the recent history as I have that. That song did, that song is the epitome of a Kawhi Leonard game. Efficient, no fat. I got one. In recent history, I mean recent memory to me. In recent history that I would probably put that up against. And that's Beach is Better by Jay-Z. Hell no. But it is, look, it's like, because I'm I'm gonna say this. It's not the same though, but it it when I heard it because it was Jay Z on the Mike Will beat, yeah, it was dope. And I was like, "Why do I only have a minute of this?" Like, I'm a hundred percent with you on that. But this this is a whole nother playing Woo! field. I'm not going front with you. I will give you that a thousand percent. It's because it it, it it doesn't sound like a Nas record. And it it's it, it, it sounds like a hit boy record. It sounds it like sound a hit like boy a, record. It's, it's it like, sounds spacey, kind of like you ride it in like a black Maybach through the night. Like like, like it sounds like a a a a a, a, a hip hop version of the, of Night Rider and shit. Like it's super like chill and spacey and shit. But 
Nas floats on that bitch. And of course, I just love the way that it starts, man. You know, uh, Curry Yoba Duck. Corsat, Rocket Warriors, Curry Young. I, I was, yo, he yeah. was, all my niggas, yo, he was, he said, my nigga Johnny Nunez got all the bitches black. Yo, he gets blacked out. Like, I, I feel like when I listen to that song, it, it, it's just like he just got in, got out, and then he had to do it. And I just feel like that's what the album is. That encompasses to me what the album is. Something new, but something familiar. And me just reminding y'all, I'm nice. And I got and I got more music coming out. And King's Disease, man. The title. Gout, like you said, excess. Excess, but lack of work. Excess, taking in the excess, mm-hmm. but not giving out the work. That's the King's Disease. And not, is that working for the crown? And it keeps and it, and it bringing me back to my one of my favorite Rick Warren lyrics. He, oh, it, I think it was a lyric. I think it was something he said in the song. He said, even if you're a general, you're still a soldier. Like your ranking don't 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 supersede what you are. You know, if you gotta pull up and, and, and put a pistol out, yeah, you yeah, you might be in the in the offices for 90% of the time, guiding your men, doing all that. But if it comes down to it and we gotta go to war, you're not out there just to look pretty, you a soldier. Mm. Same thing with, with, with what with what my man, you know, with the with the kings, you know what I mean? Like you gotta you, you can't, you're still a rapper. Nas is like, like he was mentioning all the money again, how 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 it feels like he's so free and happy, but he, he's like, yo, but don't, don't, but I still got my bars. I can't, you can't claim king if you're not providing for the people, you're not giving to the people. And that's what I think he did. He gave to the people and I love it. I love it, man. I love it. I really do. It's well sequenced. Blue Benz is fire. Cardi Five is like, bro. Yo, it's Blue so. Benz. I can man, this I, I'm I'm trying not Yo. to get caught up, but I'm starting to feel like to me, just honestly, as somebody who just appreciates music, like this shit feels classic-ish. Yo, can I ask you about? I want I want to ask you not if it's a classic, but do you feel like this is an album that is structured in a way where you can come back to it for multiple listens? Absolutely, and. That, and not realize, and, and, and not and not feel like you're, and not feel like you're trying to listen to it again and again, because sometimes we, we live in a streaming era, and there's so many options. I'm not sure everybody does it, does it, but sometimes I'll listen to an album multiple times just because I'm like I don't want to be microwave. I don't want to be like oh I have so many options. Let me not give this album the time of day like I get used to. So I try to give certain albums every now and then. like the Daily Electronic album. I try to give it a few a few you know four or five you know listens. Whereas a regular album, I might give it like one if it's not amazing. I might just go on to the next eight albums I got to listen to and shit. But that's just the way the world is, and I might come back to it if it if it regenerates or regurgitates in the culture. Sort of like the sort of like um, what was it? Uh, uh, the Griselda album, like the the oh no okay. no the, the um the, the the Griselda all the Griselda music, the all the Griselda music. I, I, like, I was on the blogs, the same blog, and I, and I saw their post. All the time, and I just scroll past it because there was so many, there was either a currency music to drop or something else, so I listened to it. But then it 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 stayed true, and I kept seeing it come over and over again. If I see something that keeps reoccurring, I'm like, what's going on there? It it must be some of note, you know. And to that point, if you want to call that a bandwagon, I call that I call that informed. You're not ever going to listen to all the music, so why not listen to the people sometimes? You know. So I said, 
and I say I say that I don't because if I say that to say I, I I love the fact that Nas knows that it's time to come out. Yeah. It's time to know that I'm not trying to get lost in the sauce and not only come out but come out and not do the whole reinvent myself. That's just lame. Because think about it, we used to go years without Nas albums. You know, this is like the third straight year of a Nas album. We got Lost Tape 2 last year. We got Nas here the year before that. And now we got this. Like, right. Which, Asia, actually, Hit Boy has a beat on the Lost Tapes. So that, yes. that is the first time we, at least I can find on record of these two crossing paths. Ah, um, yes. True, true. And he says, and he, says he has, a, he has a, a secret project he's still working on. So Nas is working. This pandemic is showing him like, yo, I can't just be about this mogul shit. And maybe he reached a level with his mogul shit. Cause I feel like maybe Nas, cause Nas had a dope, his, he, he's had some big deals go through. Like some big money deals go through. And I think that he doesn't get that, he doesn't get that kind of moniker on, on, on him of being a, of being a mogul. But he's made some bank. He's made some bank. Street. Because we were talking about what Nas has been doing outside of rap. So, do you do you have any knowledge about kind of how Mass Appeal moves or any of his other movements that you can kind of like, kind of shed light on? Mass Appeal is a weird record label. It's not, to me, it's starting to look like, I mean, we've seen these cycles and I don't think Mass Appeal, I mean, and maybe Mass Appeal can build upon certain things, but it's starting to look like one of those vanity, Web, um, vanity companies where it's like it's really just a uh, a place for Nas to get his ideas out and not a place to actually grow an actual record company because there's Davies who put out Karma 3 a dope mixtape but kind of got overshadowed by a lot of things going on uh, he put out a debut album that they weren't expecting it to go crazy but it, it and I loved it but I'm just being honest, it didn't really make it didn't really make noise. You know, I mean, survival was dope. It, it was good. He had really good songs in it. Some that he took out that were better than on the album. Like I, I, I got an early press um, version of it that has a song on there that is just like when it, it's like his best song I've ever heard from him that he took out. Uh, but Mass Appeal, and, and then they, then they had Boldy James. They had like, and then he went to Griselda, which Nobody said anything. He had, they had Ezra. They have Ezra as this dude, but it's just like, I don't see the artist development. I don't see what their strategy is. Like, I don't, I, I don't know what Mass Appeal as a company or a record label does until they announce something. Like, I, I, I don't know what, like, what are you pushing today? Like, what right. is it's like, the what, brand what, strategy? It's like when, when you are working the streets, quote unquote, you know, what are, what are the things that we can expect? Because if you, Look at comparison to something like Dreamville. Not to like take it off track too much, but you know, you look at Dreamville. It's always exactly. like a, a rotisserie of talent that's facing you, and they're just getting them in and, and out. In and, and out. you know what I love about it? And you know what I love about it is that J Cole is not always the face of it. Right. It's it's 
He's not. It could be Bonds. Like, it could be Ari Lennox. Kid, you know who's the most? You know who has the most features on um, the Dream, the, the, the Revenge of the Dreamers album? It wasn't J. Cole. It was Jid. And I told him that in the interview, and it shocked him. He was like, well, Lily? I said, yeah, you have more features on that album than J. Cole. And usually, you you and I have seen the label compilations, the, the dynasties, and all the other label compilations, and you know what it really is. It's the main artists leveraging their fame to get their people on. That the Revenge of the Dreamers didn't feel like that. Nah. It felt like a label put up a label of artists that have built fan bases and can do their own thing, running wild and having fun, making music. And then of course the big homie gonna come in there because he's part of the, he's part of the label. He isn't the label. Nas feels like it feels like Nas is massive here. Like who's who is the face of massive here? That's the thing about it. If you don't have a face, you're unidentifiable. Right, and I'm pretty much I'm looking at their roster, and it's a lot of you know legacy acts. So it feels more like a legacy label with a couple fresh faces thrown in between, like yeah, like East, you know, it seems like a, it seems like a place you go, you go a, a legacy artist who can't get an album put out anywhere else. Like yo, I go to I, the Mass Appeal would do it, right? And which is not which is which is valuable. Why we need that in hip hop? We need the labels that like the E ones back in the day. Uh, the ones that were able to put out the less commercially viable ones, you know, commercially viable acts. That's how we got a lot of these later, these later albums from like Lars Professor and like a lot of these other acts and stuff like that. It's because they had these labels that were like, yeah, we'll do it because you're a legacy act and our brand works with that. Yeah. You know, so go ahead. So I was gonna say, man, shout out to Jeff Jones and and the Koch Records. He taught me about oh Koch too. Yeah, man. They 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 Koch E one. Taught me how to really get money in this music industry. I, that was a smart idea because that bargain was a hundred percent independent. That, oh my God. Jim Jones, you won on that one. I'm gonna give you that. You man. won <laughs> huge on that one, bro. But uh, get, getting back to Nas, man. Um, so yeah, we're just talking about the the business tactics. Tactics. Um, I'm curious just looking at this this roster to see what does become of mass appeal because now this is this is like the next chapter like this is a this is a real in-house project for you to hang your hat on as you can come here and breathe life in 2020 as a great rapper Okay, I don't want to cut, but I I, I don't want to cut you, but I have to I have to ask. Then who is they? Then who's the person that they speaking to? Because it's not a new artist. Well, are, are, you, are, you, are you talking to the, the mid tier, like the I don't know the Pusha T's? No, I mean he, he does good music. I mean like I don't know the the the, the Norries. The Norries. I mean, the Norries Nor- actually on Mass Appeal. Oh yeah, I, I didn't <laughs> see. I didn't even. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> I was just thinking, like, who would be somebody that would benefit from like this? Let, let me just problem. let me just read the rosters. So wow, <laughs> we got Nas, Divine, Fashawn, Boldly, James, Dave East, Oh Fashawn, De La Soul, Manny Fresh. Oh wait, wait. Oh, wait, wait. Uh, that that list might not be. It might not be 100% current. I'm just going off of Wikipedia. So we're going to say that at some point in time, these artists were on Mass yes. Appeal Records. Um, you know, go ahead and 
uh, edit this somebody, please, because I, I don't have time to do extra research. Um, but it uh, the the list kind of rounds out uh, Black Milk, Nori, Cuz, Lightyear, Stroll, Zero Seven Five. I don't know, just some other people I never heard of. But those are all the names. But yes, Nori was is on that list, um, <clears throat> which I am. I'm curious to see if that actually like does anything because I'm let's see but like who but but who but who would you say like who would it be I mean like I I I see it could be like a rock him because we need a new rock him album I don't give a fuck we need a rock him <laughs> like yeah I mean so all right this kind of brings me to it's uh, got a pivot they got a pivot it's, it's it can't be new artists so all right there's there's two ways you can do it because you definitely can bring in new artists now you can bring in new artists who work with your aesthetic who have a little bit more juice than dave east because i like what dave east brings to the table i just don't like the fact that he don't bring jams you know there's a lot he of had, yeah now, come no, on yeah, yeah come on yeah, yeah. No, okay wait 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 when you say jams he did. I, I think what it is that he doesn't have hits. Bro, Ludacris has jams and bars. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. I, I get that. I think what it is is that Davies has he has jams. He doesn't have hits. Like he has songs that you can bump and like have a good time to. But I will I, admit that right. a lot of it, most of it, most of the music is for like you know niggas that want to just show in the block. It's not really for like Exciting. if you want to like have a good party time like he's not really a guy who's gonna get you and for the and for the night at the club i mean he could he could he definitely he, he, could. he had he's had and i thought he was gonna be more like that when he had the, the no more no more coachella no more coachella for me he had that so that i thought he had he understood how to make a hit which i mean that's nothing against him because he does have song he got so much he on taylor uh it, that is on his new on his you, album, you, that you're going a long way to try to find me a goddamn jam, bro. I'm saying, like, I, I am being hyperbolic a little bit, but the point being I is, know like, what you mean. he's not known for that, he's not, he's, known, for he's not known for that, so at all. Yeah, but, I get but, that. So, what you want to do is you want, you want people who not people, but you want artists who may be on a come up. And they can't really sign the QC because QC is oh, not really God. their bag. You know, they don't really fit in there. They're a little too lyrical, and they don't want to sign the 360 deal. So seven, it's the super 360 deal. You get a exactly. You get a, a fucking 720 deal with goddamn QC. I can't believe the the way they did them boys in the Migo. Yeah, I'm not man. I, hey, they, I'm, I'm not. I'm not going to get that. That's a whole other discussion. That's it. Man, that was some shit, but go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so like, just say you got, you know, some up-and-comer dude that just doesn't want to go that route. You know, you you shown that, oh, I can I can still be next to Nas. They over there making good music, and people are, like, dealing with it. This, this is actually going somewhere, because people will talk about it. And it's something that I, I tell my homie all the time, like, bro, it doesn't matter, uh, like if you go viral with a video, but if the right people are respecting you, it's gonna go. Like you're gonna get the opportunity 
you're going to get the door to open. So when, you know, Nas drops this this album, it's basically like opening up the doors back to being like, well, Nas could be commercially viable for a lot of things because this is a masterpiece in 2020. Oh, I think I think that's also what I like about the album is that I don't think any I don't think anything in the album would be a hit. I think it's just good music. Like I don't think I heard a single song on there that I would qualify as like yo that would be like a maybe the spicy that that, that could work, but um, I don't know. It just it sounds like just good music. It don't sound like it could be think, like you don't think replace me is a single. Nah, nah, nah. no, no, no. It sounds like good music. You know what? That's true. Replace I love that shit. Definitely sounds like a single. Nah, nah, but, it's, but it doesn't sound like a single, but it does like, I don't know, it, it just doesn't sound like they're trying, you know what, you're right, you're right, I was wrong. Yeah, because like, I'm thinking about it now, it definitely has that, I'm not your ex, I'm your ex state. my better, you think it's big show? Yeah, <laughs> it's a, that, that came together so Yeah, you're perfect. right, you're right. There, there, there might be a few, damn. You might be right. Now I might start being. And then, bro, like even like to the wars one, bro. Like that's a street yeah. singer. And like shout out Lil Dirt, you know, coming to do his thing on a Nas album. Like I right never would have thing. said that any time ever before in life that I would be looking forward to hearing the song with Lil Dirt with Nas. But I definitely like that joint. That shit was good. And that's the thing. That and then, bro, everybody. hold on. And then the song after that has Anderson Pac, and you gonna say that there's no singles on this song? Come on, man. I, 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 bro, I like know. every no, no, song no, 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 Anderson no. Pac. I didn't is... say. I don't. I, I don't think I want. To, I, I think I misspoke. I don't think. That, I think that it's just good music that doesn't sound like they're trying to chase a single. Right. But I think replace me. I think replace me is the only one that sounds like yo. This this could be a single. Right, it's like it's going to float on radio right now. Like, and then also, I guess you could say Anderson Pack because it was not the normal Nas flow, Nas sound. So he's sounding, he's trying something new and kind of getting out there. But I don't think that, I think that, I definitely think it has some singles in there, which which now looking back at it, kind of, it doesn't change my view of the album, but it does make me not look at it. Because I, I originally thought, and I'm going to revisit it, to see how it flows again. I originally was like, yo, he abandoned the single structure. I thought it was like a four for four, where it was like he abandoned any sort of idea of, of making a single. Uh, it just wanted to get free form music to give a, a point across, and just have fun. But I guess sometimes you just, sometimes you, just, you, you can just make a single by making good music. Black Opinions Matter Monday, but uh, shout out to them boys. I mean, Hassan, um, at Count the Dings, uh, Black Trey, uh, Jerv, everybody over there at Count the Dings, and they were talking about the new Pharrell and Jay Z song, and they were pretty much saying that this, the song was trash, and they weren't fooling with it, and then they also were saying. You know, some less reputable things about, you know, where Jay-Z has gotten corny and started to, like, 
basically like scold people for not being rich, mm-hmm. which he kind of does sometimes. I, I will give you a little oh. bit of that, <clears throat> but I'm not gonna lie. I like the song Entrepreneur. That's the song mm-hmm. that we're talking about. Um, is it technically Pharrell's song? Uh, yeah, I think it's, it's yeah, I think it's technically Pharrell's song. Yeah, it's, it's "Do It As Pharrell" featuring Jay Z. I think. Okay, so yeah, so it's technically Pharrell's song featuring Jay Z, and actually Swiss Beats is contributing vocals to the song as well. Because um, he's everywhere. Because he he he, he just puts everywhere. vocals everywhere. Uh, you know what, bro? Like watching some of this Rough Rider uh, documentary, like everything about Swiss Beats makes so much more sense. Um, mm. I would, but I'm going to save that to you wouldn't you watch the um, the Chronicles, uh, but getting back on track. I'll watch it one day. <laughs> <laughs> this entrepreneur song for me is slapped because for one, it's got some of my favorite Pharrell elements that I like when he does beats. Um, just as far as percussion. Uh, I forgot it. There's a couple songs that he kind of takes some cues from. I'm kind of blanking right now, but my homie said it reminded him of the the song from Blueprint Three, "So Ambitious." Yeah, mm, uh, I don't, I don't hear that, but yeah, it it did, but it, I guess it's like what the song was about. So, yeah, okay, I got you. You know, yeah, there yeah. was some connective tissue there, and I was like, "You made a good point." That does, it is there. Um, and it actually, if you were going to make a, you know, an entrepreneur or maybe like a boss shit playlist, you might put both of them on there. Um, but nonetheless, I'm none of the Jay Z bars really bother me too much, and it didn't feel like the song where I was expecting him to say the most profound shit anyway. Um, this really felt more like a song made for the moment made for the soundtrack of life right now and maybe even the soundtrack of something like uh you know the fred hampton movie who knows you know what i'm saying like there's a lot of stuff there's a lot of places where the the this song could be used um so you being a music guy uh Give me your critique on the song Entrepreneur. You a fan? It's trash. Uh, oh, oh, I could just cut that out right there. It's not trash. It's I not mean, trash? For, okay. For a feature in Jay-Z produced by Neptunes. I mean, come on. Like, uh, not only just a name, but the song just sounds... It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cool song. I don't really care for... Um, I think... I think Jay-Z is venturing into... I just think it's very hypocritical of, of Jay Z to do. Like, I like re, sometimes reinvention can lead to hip, can lead to hypocrisy. Like, remember when Jay Z was telling, um, "Not hey man, uh, is it Uchi Wally Wally or is it one mic?" Remember when we were saying that, yeah. and he was trying to say, "Is it black girl lost or shorty owe you for ice?" Like, I mean, what is it, man? Are you are you up with the people or are you also fucking bitches? And now look at Jay Z. <laughs> it's now it's, it's like Jay Z. What, what is it? Is it is it Papa Cristal buying all of these all of these brands for the vast majority of your career, idolizing these brands and all of this music you gave us, or is it Fairy One Gucci support two poopers? My guy, what? My nigga, I get what you mean, 
but you, you yeah. promoted all of this shit, all of this shit you did, like, and now he's like, okay, nah, 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 nah. but now, nah, 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 I've gotten rich off this shit. You just put other things, do 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 this other thing that are against, and then also, and then also, I don't like, um, I, 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 I the one line that really bothers me the most. And it really just sums up Jay Z right now. And I mean, and this is not a bad thing because there's this, this two sides of the coin. You had the Jay Z for, for who's super open minded, so now he's opening up to new thoughts of how to look at um, women, his children. He's he's he's, he's thinking different about politics and everything. I love that, and it, it shows in the bar, it shows in the music, the quality. Right. But then the other side is he has, which shows just the same thing about money. Money's gonna change you. Sorry, it just is. You're gonna start saying shit where your view of reality thinks that it could fit everybody's view of reality. Like when you say black Twitter, what's that? When Jack get when Jack gets paid, do you? Why does he? Why do we need to get paid for tweeting, bro? It's like why does every movement need to be monetized? And then that that sentence really explained a lot of the things he's done. Now he's done great things like bail people out. Um, pay for people's uh, 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 legal fees. He's done more. He, I think he's he's called for the arrest uh, of officers and black and black and police and police uh, involved shooters. Jay Z, just like LeBron James, I'm not going to ever say in totality you've done wrong. You've done great. But what was the NFL deal? The NFL was 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 paid activism, and it wasn't even activism. You know, the, it wasn't even activism. That was that was a Rock Nation check. Exactly, because to him, you could have said Black Twitter, what's that? When Jack gets paid, do you? You could have said kneeling, what's that? When Cap gets paid, do you? You could have used anything that we use for symbolism to move the movement, and he would have said, eh, this, he would have disqualified it because you didn't monetize it. My nigga, why? Why does Black Twitter have to be something that we, that we get paid to do? Why can't it just be people freely talking and changing the world. Black Twitter has literally gotten people fired, hired, movies changed. Black Twitter pretty much got Paul Pierce and his fucking, I mean, Paul George and his feelings in the NBA, in the NBA playoffs. We don't gotta get paid yeah. for that. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to get paid for that. It's this, for what? Like, we do, we do this for the culture. Like, we really <laughs> Because, because <laughs> what happens, th- thank you, no, no, thank you for saying that. Because what happens when you start monetizing it, and you start looking for ways to make more money. You stop doing things organically. You go, ooh, ooh, this works. Let me keep doing this, and then keep doing it. But wait, wait, what about this part of culture? Fuck that. That doesn't make money. Let's just keep making money. Keep making money. And that's what happens when you uh-huh. always in, include money in something that's organic. Why does it have to be all like? And I, I just felt like the. I, I, but I think he wasn't given any game. Like he didn't nah. give any. T- that's another thing. That's another thing. Jay doesn't get tips. He gives judgment. Like he doesn't tell you, yo. Get you a Roth IRA, uh, and then make sure you double your investment. <laughs> get an option play. Like, what? Give me some tips. Don't just tell me, my nigga, for one Gucci, there's two Fubus. Okay. Uh, is that it? Like, what? Like, 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 like you know what I mean? Like, don't just give me vague. Like, if you're gonna judge me directly, inform me directly. You know I, what I mean? I, I should use, get that, bro. But that's it's, my whole it's, thing. It's it's a little hard for some of that to like translate into bars though, 
you know, he, 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 I mean, you know, if anybody could do it, it's Hove. But I'm going to say this, though, because he take a lot of flack for the shit that he says. And I feel like Jay-Z is the, he's the, like, he's the best version of a cool dad. That you probably could ever get. So what Uh happens is. He try to put you on game. But he doesn't use the right examples. Because he doesn't Mm. quite understand the culture. Or the moment. Because he's so far removed. Of the mindset of the people that's underneath him. And so like when he's talking about. um, You know like. If we get paid off black Twitter or like, you know, if you don't own the store, you know, stock the shelves and stuff like that. What he's saying is like, you know, once you decide that you want to st- jump out here, you probably should have a plan to go up. Like this should not be it. Anytime you jump out here for to like do something where people are going to be watching, whether or not you do it all for money is one thing, but just that having the intent is is what we need. And I felt like he like he half ass made the point. Man. He I really mean, did. And he and the and then the one thing that you did, Jay Z, that you should not have done was try to use black Twitter as an example. Because we don't want none of that shit. We don't want to hear it. Keep that shit. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like we recognize what it was, bro. We built Twitter. And, and, and we also, know I don't, it. Wanna, I don't, like he did. We did. We put you on back. But, but, you, but go ahead. And I go, I'm just real quick. I'm, I'm going to get out of that with that. Is that he did give, and I'm not saying he doesn't give us any kind of tips. Because even in that verse, he was saying, if you can't buy the building, stock the shelf. They keep stacking to you stocking your you know, stock it for yourself. And, I, I, and you know, and I, and I like that, cause it, but it's basically saying just work hard enough and you own a business, which is which is definitely motivational. I just think that it should be a little more direct, but that's that's all I, that's all I, 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 I just want to I, I make sure I clarify. Right. I want to clarify that. I don't think that he doesn't give tips at all. I think the tips should just be more direct because of judgment. Not the, I don't want to say the judgment, but the, the, the critique. Is definitely very direct. He yes. uses very direct language for Black Twitter, Gucci and Fubu. You know, he makes very direct, you know, judgments of what's going on, but no direct real like this is what you should do to get out of it. Like, like, and a lot of people felt the way about him saying financial freedom, my only hope. For Black people, that's like a little bit of a slap in the face. Like, I mean, it shouldn't be. <laughs> But it's right. like, it's, it's like, oh, so the only hope for freedom is to get a billion dollars like Chase. <laughs> Holy fuck. Then I'm fucked. But that's, but that's just, yeah. But he didn't say a billion dollars. But I, I, I get where you're going, I, though. It's, it's, I, I, Jay, I love you. Jay, I love you. I, I want you to know that if you listen to this podcast, you're my favorite. You're, you're the best rapper of all time. 
def- definitely top three. Um, yeah, I'm my feelings have been changed about Jay Z. He is definitely like one of the greatest rappers of all time. Not, but I'm not gonna start that discussion. But I'm gonna say yeah, this yeah. about Jay Z because that is my dude. You know, that's mm-hmm. like my like my homie said. It's not my dad, so I don't die on the <laughs> hill for Jay Z. But I do have to defend him. As I don't all, you know what? I don't expect people to actually change who they are. You know, Jay-Z has been the same person his entire career. And if anybody thinks it's going to change now, it's fooling themselves. Mm -hmm. Because right now he's just doing the thing that he needs to do. Um, which is talk about this because if if it wasn't so faux pas to talk about just popping bottles and doing things and if he was still in that space then I feel like the music were still reflected but Jay-Z is a family man you know he's a one woman man Uh, got kids you know he's actually old you know, not not just like in lifestyle, he's he's actually older than the previous iterations of Jay Z. So, <clears throat> with that being said, the dude that basically like has known to like fuck over people when he can to like get what he needs to. Um, yeah, the guy who definitely doesn't you know spare any expense in making sure that the things he does succeed I'm only going to watch your actions I will not listen to anything you really say anyway because Mm -hmm. you're not really going to tell me anything because you definitely do not tell everybody the truth in their face like I pretty sure you will lie to somebody that they need to trust you. (laughs) 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 So I'm not trying to talk shit about Jay-Z. I'm just saying what I've seen from his actions. So I would just Mm -hmm. take everything when I dealt with Jay-Z with the grain of salt. I love Jay-Z to death. I look up to the dude in a lot of different ways, but you know, I don't always listen to him in that fashion. So I'd rather just watch him in the way he moves and Hopefully, I could just have a conversation because I feel like he probably would give you better shit in a conversation anyway. You know, of course, like uh, in comparison to who this uh, music discussion started with, Nas, who's actually going to like put you on game and might could teach you how to get a girl or something like that. Like he'll give you some real like applicable skills. Yeah. You know, that's like it's just not Jay-Z's bag. We just gonna put it there. We're gonna hang <laughs> we're gonna hang it on that. And then we're gonna get up out of here, man. So uh, <clears throat> anything else you wanna mention to the people, anything big you got working on, uh you wanna pump before we get up out of here? Well, I guess I can make this announcement because you my guy. Oh, I'm snap. working on this I'm working on this big piece for complex um about 
the case for reparations in the world right now. And I have an exclusive interview with Tanahashi Coates. I was about, oh my God, I was about to say, you must be yeah. going to and the Bri- Coates, man. I went to the, I went to the Coates. You went to and the Coates. You it went was, to Mr. Coates. It, oh God. It was a moment. It was a moment. Like that interview was a moment. Yeah. Like, all right. All right. All right. So, so I'm about to say real quick, cause I'm, since you just said that, we're going to have to talk about that for at least two minutes before <laughs> I let you go, bro. That's my guy. So, like, you know, as as far as like, I guess like black writers, like, is he like the god MC, like rock him, yeah, nigga, oh, yeah. like oh, all day, bro, bro, bro. I read his shit to to, to get my to tighten my pen up. Okay, like, he. I've already taken a, a, a bunch of a bunch of his phrases like um plundering of black bodies i've used that like at least four times in an article or some shit like that like he just writes like and you read it and it's like it's it's elegant and it's beautiful but it's it's so it's so intentional like he like he uses words that like reifying which is like making something realer or making more real to you and it's like he uses it in a way where it's like it doesn't seem like he just put it it seems like he uses it where it's like it can't no other word could fit. He makes you realize that synonyms don't mean that you can just replace words. And I think people get that confused that just because the words are synonym, it doesn't mean you can replace it because certain words have contextual meaning that can't be taken out. It has to be put in a certain context. And he does that in a beautiful way. He tells stories and he's, 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 the, he's one of the GOAT pen guys. And, 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 I, and the fact that I was able to interview him before his first ever Vanity, I think it was Vanity Fair, he edited it. Yeah. The first ever one was a Breonna Taylor one, and like that. I wanted to talk to him about that. And he has, and they're turning, um, the same, that same week they announced that they're turning, um, that same, you can hear me? Yeah. I can hear you. They announced that, they, that, that they're going to turn uh, myself against the, against the world, or me against the world. Uh, into a TV series with a crazy cast. Really? Oh my God, that cast is banging. Yeah. That cast is, I think Oprah's going to be in the cast too. Like it's going to be one of those shows. And uh, That's I think sick. that the interview was, it was amazing, but like the interview was basically without giving it away, I was trying to ask him like, yo, what do we need? For, what, what is reparations now? Are we going to get it? And what would it look like? And he kept saying that it can't be a band-aid, pretty much. Like it can't be a payment. A one. It has to be multiple things. It has to because it, it has to account for the lost wages. It has to account for uh, the theft. That's the one of the things he kept telling me that was really amazing. And, and, and I think he also said it in his um. He really reinforced a lot of things he said in his article where he was like. The reason for reparations, a lot of it is because there's been theft. Like there's been actual, like there's governors it's that used so to say deep. that the best way to, like he would say that the best way to keep black people out of the polls is to lynch them. Like there was actual voter suppression, like on like a, to the point where it wasn't even considered voter suppression. It was just considered a Tuesday. Yeah, that's how much theft. That's how much theft of opportunity and value. You can't live in a country and say it's the same thing as the marijuana um, legalization and why 
all of these, I think every state that legalizes marijuana should have a, an automatic provision that the minute we legalize it, we expunge it in everybody's, everybody's fucking record. record. But that, that needs to be automatic, not like you gotta get a, a petition or go to court. No, that needs to be something that a computer just says, we know which ones are low risk, low level marijuana offenses, that's gone. Because now what you got arrested for is somebody's profession, is their career. The same thing needs to be done for the way that they took away the opportunity. If you, you can't say that voting matters and then you took the right to vote from literal citizens yeah. and you and then when you gave it to them, you made it the hardest to do it. You can't do that and then say why voting matters so much and not and not say that, well, us depriving you of that of that voting means we need to re- repair what that fixed. Yeah, he that, went in on that. He went in on like, yo, you can't steal and then think that the only way to make progress is to just say, hey, let's start from zero. No. There was no zero. Ooh, man, when that dropping? Yo, I can't I don't know yet. I got, I know. I, because with, with that one, I got I got him, I got Bree Newsom also, which was amazing. Um I got some heavy hitters on this one, bro. She's a woman who like climbed the um statue. With the uh, with the flag, I remember that. And she she's done a lot more than that. She's a she's a bigger activist than that. But like, she's been on the ground. But I got I got a couple people, and I got William Garrity, uh, one of Duke's headed professors of like economic policy or something. Like that. I'm sorry, professor. I shouldn't even said your name. I don't know. I don't know. You <laughs> but he he dropped. He gave some serious knowledge about like how things aren't going how they should go. But like. It's one of those articles that I want to take my time because I really want it to be something that changes a, a topic. Like, it changes the discussion. Like, should we have reparations? And I'm not thinking about it in a sense of, like, oh, my God, this could be my this could be my masterpiece. This could be the one that gives me the... I don't, I don't think that way. I'm thinking in the sense of, like, this could be the piece that really can make a change. Right. Like, complex is big enough where... And that's the thing is that all my pieces of a complex have been like COVID, taking down the um the nightclubs. Uh uh black why does black lives matter to corporate America now? Um how to do a, a, a boycott in the twenty first century and now what's the current case for reparation? I, I told I'm not on complex doing bullshit. You ain't gonna see some like best Drake lyrics of the other month from me. You're not gonna see some even even some good articles like What's the next? No, the next, the, the future of Spotify. Don't give a fuck about that. This ain't this ain't the time for that. Right, you People out are here pushing out some real shit, man. Hey, man, we gotta Bro. be out here get this shit up in the streets, man. Like ninety percent of the time, yo, ninety percent of things I've been writing, man, is COVID and social justice related. I haven't been writing any. I haven't written many like fluff things. Like I don't. I uh, and if I do, I try to add in something that you know it, it, it is is black focused. Like I did, I did, I did the I think a 50th anniversary, the 50th, the 40th anniversary of Bob Marley's um, up, uprising by Marlena Whalers. You know what I mean? So it's like I'm trying to do more mm-hmm. things that just show people what what's going on in the world and just sum up the coast conversation. And it was amazing. It, it it changed it changed me. In a way that, like, just the way he spoke, in a way that it was so regular, and it made me feel like I was on. I, it, it was one of those conversations that made me feel like I'm on, not on his level, but I'm in the room. 
big shout out to that boy Keith Nelson Jr. for coming through and helping me break down everything Nas related this week. Uh, big shout out to everybody that's out there podcasting, like I said every, at the beginning of the show. And big shout out to you for getting through to the end of this episode. Because if you weren't listening, I probably wouldn't have a reason to do this. But you know what? When I think about that out loud, I'd probably still do it anyway because that's what I've been doing. So, <laughs> man, you know, you got to love what you do. And, man, just on a positive note, y'all just keep out there pushing you know what you're capable of. You can, you know what your goals are in life. And if I don't say this any other time, I want you to not worry about what you can't control and focus your energy on absolutely everything that you can control. Uh, it makes a big difference on what you're able to get done. Don't limit yourself. You're more capable than you're giving your credit self to. And that's all I got to say, man. Um, Got somebody waiting for me at the hospital, so I'm about to leave the studio and get up out of here. So enjoy the rest of y'all week, and I am out here. Peace. This is the running down. This is the running down.